You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 54, and I'm your host, Jennifer, and I've been teaching special education for, well, this is my 27th year just starting. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with timely and applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs just a little bit of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week in order to survive and thrive in this profession. I know the mental and physical toll of being a special educator, and I want nothing more than to support you through it. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And I would love it if you would review the show and give me some feedback and let me know how this show has helped you grow as an educator or what you would like to hear me talk about. And speaking of growing as an educator, I would like you to do something for me. I have created a fun quiz to determine your strengths as a special educator by comparing you to a superhero, because what special education teacher isn't a superhero? But it also shines a light on some of the weaknesses that you may have when it comes to working with your paraprofessionals, and it gives you the tools to help you reflect on your teaching and how to make adjustments to self-correct those issues. It only takes about two minutes of your time, if even that long, and it has been spot on for many teachers who have taken it. Just go to www.spedprepacademy.com quiz and see what superhero you are. Today's guest is Jade Gilmore. Jade holds a very special place in my heart, and I couldn't be more excited to have her on the show. Jade started out her teaching career as a paraprofessional in my department, and can I just say she was amazing. She was great with the kids. She was able to monitor and adjust lessons. She was dedicated to her job, and the students just absolutely adored her. But there came a day when she approached Mindy Dane and I, as her supervisors, and asked us if we would support her in completing her degree to become a teacher. And I'm not going to lie, it hurt a little bit. I was I was so disappointed about losing her as a paraprofessional because she was that good. But on the other hand, she was made for this, and anyone who watched her work with kids could see it. And so I was extremely proud of her, and we all encouraged her to make it happen. So I wanted to have her on the show today to talk about what it was like to transition into the role of a classroom teacher after being a paraprofessional, because I think that this is an important topic for you as a special education teacher to hear, because it's likely it will happen to you one day if it hasn't already. And I want you to understand the process so that you can support your para on their journey to being an educator as well. So let's hear from Jade. Well, hey, Jade, welcome to the show. Hi. In the intro, I might have bragged on you just a little bit, and I explained that you used to work within my department as a paraprofessional, and you are now a colleague of mine at the same school, but I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell the listeners about your educational background and your teaching experience. Okay. Um, Hi, listeners. My name is Jade Gilmore, and I, my educational experience, I started being a, a special ed 
paraprofessional in 2010 at a middle school in um, Pratt, working with seventh and eighth graders. And then um, I took a couple years break. And then when I moved to liberal, I started working as a paraprofessional um, for Jennifer for uh, with elementary kids, well, intermediate kids, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Um, and I worked for for her for six years uh, before I got my bachelor's degree in elementary education. And now I'm on my fourth year of teaching. That's amazing. I'm just, I'm so proud of you. And I know we'll get into that more later, but as you know, a special education teacher who's been doing this job for as long as I have, you end up working with a lot of different paraprofessionals and there's quite a bit of turnover with this job. So some find, you know, different jobs that pay more and some move away and some just can't handle the stress and leave the profession altogether. And even some are asked to leave at times, but there are a group of paras who find their way into a classroom of their own. And these are always the most bittersweet ones to lose. They're the ones that when they tell us their plans, we literally want to cry and jump up and down in excitement all at the same time, because we don't want to lose you. You are so valuable to us and our and our students, but we don't want to hold you back either. We want you to pursue your dreams and become amazing teachers that God intended you to be, but it's hard. And that's exactly what happened in your case. So let's go back to the beginning of our journey together and tell us why you decided to become a paraprofessional in the first place. Yeah, okay. Um, I decided to become a paraprofessional. I remember when I was when I was a um a little girl, I I always wanted to be a teacher or um, I thought maybe someday I'd be a nurse. I I remember with all of my siblings, um, I was always trying to help them when they got hurt and putting band-aids on scrapes. And um, with my little sister, I remember trying to teach her her colors and, and that's just how we, it was like playing to me. And so I knew that whatever I did when I, when I um, grew up, I, I, I wanted to help people. And so I became a paraprofessional um, in 2010 after I finished at my community college um, because I wanted to get my foot in the door to, to finish my degree with teaching. So what was the process for becoming a licensed teacher? Well, the first thing that I had to do was find a college. Um, and the school that I worked for, the district, had some colleges come to our school uh, or had a college, and I don't remember f- for sure what college it was. I want to say Southwestern, but they had a college come to our school and talk to the paraprofessionals um, about some programs and stuff that paras can get into with the colleges. And that's kind of, uh, I guess that was that was kind of like my little bit of extra motivation I needed um, to get enrolled in stuff. And so from there, I I researched some more colleges and decided to go with Fort Hayes State University. Um, And I didn't have all of the math classes that I needed right away to start, but um, I went ahead and finished my math classes with the help of Dane Parcel. And then... And then I got to start taking the the classes for teaching. Um, and some of those classes, the very first few educational classes that I took uh, required some internship hours. And so after talking with my district and my college uh, and my school, my supervisors, Jennifer and Mendy and Dane, 
and uh, the principals and everything, they they all agreed that it would be okay for me to get my internship hours there while I was working. So um, after those classes, I finished all of my teaching classes and I had to finish the teacher portfolio and then I had to take the praxis exams. We we laughed whenever you said Dane because do you, can I tell the story? Yes. Can I tell yes, the? Yes, please do. <laughs> we Jade was doing all of her math classes and there was a time um, that she had to take tests and so Dane was her supervising teacher so he had to monitor while she took her tests and so we pulled a prank on them both. And we had um, someone pretend to call from the college and accuse Dane of cheating, of allowing Jade to cheat. And he was so stressed out and he was just, he totally was flipping out, which is so funny because he's the prankster. He's the one that's always wanting to pull jokes on people. So we, we really got him good. And it was at Jade's expense, but it was, it was a funny story. Yeah. So was there a, a program that they had in place at your college that helped paras become teachers? There is a program at Fort Hay State University, yeah, um, that that helps paras um, get their teaching degree. That program started a semester after I started teaching, so I don't know a whole bunch about it. Um, I, I do have a friend who went through that program and... I think she had a lot more direction from the college and a lot more help. Um, and I think she got a lot more hours in while she was working. So that would be something that someone would want to look into to find, you know, a program that really supports the paras as they're working through this. Yes, absolutely. In fact, my my niece right now just asked me a couple of days ago, um, you know, she wants to be a teacher and what her first step should be. And I told her about this program at Fort Hayes. Um, I also told her that she should become a paraprofessional to get her foot in the door. Um, but, but also about that program. I think it's a great program and, and makes it a little easier. So what qualities do you think a para should have that would assist them in becoming a great teacher? Qualities that a para should have that would assist them in becoming a great teacher uh, would be to be observant of the teachers that, that you have the opportunity to experience. There's so much that I learned from uh, my years as a paraprofessional from all of the teachers that, you know, I got to go into their classroom for inclusions. Um, and I, I got to see what teachers did that I didn't necessarily think worked very well. And I made a mental note of that. And then I went into classrooms where things worked amazing and, and, even if it worked amazing for them, I would tell myself, yeah, that works great. But I would add this to it. Um, so just be observant of all the teachers that you get to you get to go in and, and experience because a lot of that is what I took with me when I became a teacher. Um, I also think that they should look at criticism from their supervisors or even the classroom teachers that they, they go in and work with. Um, look at criticism as an opportunity to grow and and uh, become better. Um, don't be offended by it because we all, uh, even now I, I welcome criticism because without it, I'm not ever going to grow. So, um, do more of what your job requires of you. Uh, meaning like if your students are taken care of in the classroom, um, your, your special ed students that you're in there for to help, if they're already taken care of, you could take that opportunity to work with other students to gain experience on all levels in the classroom. 
Uh, that way, when you do have your own classroom someday, you'll you'll already get that experience of working with all different levels instead of just your special education students. Um, a really important quality that you should have is to be able to build positive relationships with your students um, and, and to do that without trying just to be their friend. Um, sometimes I think that um, it's easy to to have an easier day um, with certain students. You know, if you, if you just let them get by with doing what makes it easier for you, uh, but that really doesn't help the student at all. And, and, and we're there to, to help the student learn and to grow. And, and so that's important. Um, and to learn how to help students without doing it for them, which uh, takes a lot of patience sometimes. Um, but instead of just telling them the answer or just taking the pencil and writing it for them, just taking the time and having the patience to um, explain it to them a different way or, or to sit and wait for them to do it because um, that's how they get better. So. Those are some really good tips. And I took away two things, two main things that stood out to me is the reflective teaching part, you know, being able to look at something that's positive or looking at something that's negative and taking, you know, internalizing it and turning it into something positive within yourself. I think that's a very important skill that a lot of teachers don't have. And I teach college at the um, community college. And that's something that I'm constantly telling my students is you have to be able to take criticism and you have to not let it get to you and to turn it into something um, meaningful that you can grow with. But I also, also the relationships, I just want to give you kudos. You do build really good relationships with your students. And proof of that, today we both were in an IEP meeting with a parent and she she gave us both big compliments about how much she loved having us as teachers. And I think that speaks to your the relationship that you built with that child. And it's very important. And I can see that in the way that you interact with my students. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. What has been your biggest challenge with moving from paraprofessional to teacher? Yeah. Um, my biggest challenge has hands down been my first year of teaching. Um, <laughs> I, I always respected the teachers and supervisors that, that I worked for as a paraprofessional, but I had a whole new respect for them once I actually started teaching. Um, <laughs> Just going from the amount of responsibility as a paraprofessional to the amount of a teacher was a lot, um, especially that first year. And it was hard for me. I, I doubted myself a lot. Um, and some, sometimes I, you know, I still have my lesson plans for my first year of teaching and I pulled them out at the beginning of this year and I was looking through them and I thought, what in the world was I doing? <laughs> like, these lesson plans don't even really make sense to me. Um, uh, so anyway, I doubted myself a lot my first year of teaching. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, why in the world did I do this? What did I get myself into? Um, and I remember talking to one of our instructional coaches that we had there there at the school because I was just struggling um, so much with my decision to become a teacher and the amount of responsibility. And and it, it seemed like um, once I completed a task or a task that was sent to me in an email, it's like 10 more came. And, it, and it's like, once you feel like you're caught up, um, 20 more things are thrown at you. And it, and that, that, 
um, amount of responsibility hasn't necessarily changed. It's just something that I've um, grown accustomed to and it's gotten easier. And that happens with every new teacher, whether you are a paraprofessional first or not. And I think that's probably, um, it's probably a benefit of being a para first is that you, you even have, you know, a little bit of experience in a school system where a brand new teacher who's never worked in a school and she's just put in there at that first year, she's going to, you know, she's going to struggle as well. So I'm glad that you didn't let that alter your decision to be, you know, to continue in the field of education. So, so what do you feel like have been your biggest wins? Has this all been worth it? Yes, it's definitely been worth it. Um, with how much I doubted myself the first year of teaching, I think my biggest win um, so far in my teaching career has been that I was nominated for the Kansas Horizon Award by my district. And what that award is, is it recognizes exemplary first-year teachers in the state of Kansas. Um, I wasn't chosen by the state to receive the award, but being nominated for it by my district was still an honor to me. Um, and then after three full years of teaching, I was finally chosen as teacher of the month by my school last year. So, yeah, and very worthy of that nomination and those awards because I don't know, you, you feel like you had a hard year. You feel like you struggled that first year, but the people on the outside of your classroom, we, we saw something different. We saw something special in you. And I know the administrators saw something special in you and that's why you were nominated. So you, you have to get through that first year, but you did it very well. Well, thank you. <laughs> so what would you say to someone who is considering this move? If, if you had a friend who is still a paraprofessional, what would you say to them if they were thinking about moving in this direction? I would say absolutely go for it. Um, get started now and, and let me know if you need any help. Um, if, if you, if you love your job now as a paraprofessional, um, you'll love it as a teacher too. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and to share all of your um, knowledge in this area with the listeners. And, and I, I just appreciate you so much. And I, I love working with you, Jade. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell that just by listening to this show that you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast and want to share it with your friends, go ahead and screenshot an image of your favorite episode and tag me on Instagram. You can also subscribe to the show and leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. And I'd love it if you'd join us in the private SPED Prep Academy Facebook community. We are a safe space where special educators and related service providers can talk shop. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. Go out and have an amazing day and I'll catch you on the next episode.